I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Episode one to episode eight. You're a scumbag. Eight with you. It's been a long time. Long time and sad. We're finishing our first series, I guess. Eight with you has been a long time. Yeah, I'll just repeat well, that. You said that. that. <laughs> just you just said it once. Honestly. Hi, welcome to Mother Daughter Manual. I'm Fliss. You you tripped on that. No, I didn't. You did it. Who did it? I probably bother to do it again, Livy. Hi, welcome to the Mother Daughter Manual. I'm Fliss. And I'm Liv. Of course, she did it perfectly. Of course. Unlike me. And we are, we are the Mother Daughter Manual. This We're, is the, the Mother, Mother Daughter, Daughter Manual. Manual. Um, what? Yes. Yes, it is. Right, well, what are we doing now? That's it. Okay, that's it. So we have some sad news, but we have yeah, some. Yeah, it is sad. Isn't yeah, it? it is sad. I'm sure everyone will be sad. Well, we, so basically, we're we're ending the series on episode eight, which is this current episode, yep. um, because we've all we've had a lot of other things going on. We've got another uh, Snippernix, and I've got another podcast. So Luke's just been working tirelessly, and he's so yeah, bored at yeah. the sound of our voices. Yeah, he's bored of us. Um, yeah. And it's called "Are You Feeling Funny?" By the way, plug, 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 um, and. We're just taking a break from each other. Uh, yeah, we sort of think it's a good idea. Yeah, it's just been a while. <laughs> the quiet um, times weren't working, yeah, were they? Yeah, quiet time wasn't working. Fliss wouldn't sit on the naughty step. No. Um, well, why should I sit on the naughty step? I shouldn't be sitting on the naughty step. You should go on the naughty no, step. No, I should never go on the you know, I'm I do pretty... find quiet times quite difficult. Um, quite difficult. Um, so um, Libby's now going to take a little break and go away. I am. I'm not going away. Wait, well, what are you doing then? What, what's I'm it? just going to another part of England yeah, to be away from you. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, lovely. Well, that is going... Um, technically, I don't want to argue with you on air, because we said we weren't going to do any arguments on air. No, but yeah. you are actually going away. Yeah, I'm going for a break. Yes, yeah, so you're going away. Yeah. Going away. What's I difference? can't a break? wait. Right. Oh, how lovely. Well, um, so, can But I. anyway, in, in, in the happy news, mm. we are um, we are going to come back bigger and better, better. Um, with 10 episodes in a couple of months' time, maybe yeah, three. Yeah, and we're going to... Um, our, um, we're going to get even uh, more different ranges of interviews, aren't yes, we? Yes, we're going to get lots of different people. We're going to focus on making sure we've got a broad spectrum of men women and, and men. Women. And, yeah, well, I was, we yeah. want to really... Oh, you go, you go. Well, no, I just said men and women. You went women and men. It doesn't matter. It's fine. What, it's just, what, what, what way does it need to go in? I was just trying to compliment you. But, but we're obviously, we're, going, we're not going in the right direction, so <laughs> we now understand how to... So, yes, yes, we're doing well. We're doing um, well. So, yeah, we're doing, we're doing... We're getting a big range of peeps, uh, and then we'll get them all done, and then we'll have them out really regularly, so we'll have it once a week rather than sometimes... I'm sorry, we have been a bit rubbish at bringing them out on time. 
Um, and also, we might. Well, it has been very hot. It, it, has, it has been very but hot. But it has been hot. Not for the entire three months. No, but I have to say, the last three weeks have been too hot. It has been hot. And we do yeah. sit in this tiny little attic room at the top of the house, covered in. Uh, sweat. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or we're glowing. But also these sort of these blankets that we have. Mm. Um, Someone just claps on my head. Yeah. <laughs> one of them just claps off his head. Very timely, actually. Oh, it could be mine, um, of course. Or it had to be me, of course. It is your fault. Go. Yeah. Uh, of course and also, we fault, might have yeah. to rethink the whole activity quote thing because I'm really bored of doing all the hard work. Actually, that's not true, Livy, because I mean, I, I think quite a few of the activities. Okay, name an activity you thought of. Well, I can't remember because it's too hot. No, that's an excuse. Just to make you look better. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did come up with a quote today. Oh, that, so that brings us on right, to the okay, quote. Okay, that brings us on to the quote. Very clever. Thank you. Very that smooth. was a link. We're learning to be yeah. presenters. Yeah. So should, should I say the quote now? Yes, go, okay. go. The mother-to-daughter relationship is one of the most fragile relationships that exists. One wrong move could turn into an endless cycle of domestic war and blood. The right message is dot com. Well, I think that's it. Just the only thing we need to say about that quote is it could, and that's why I'm going on a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. Yeah. One wrong move, but is it, what but is it, it blood? But it does. It does actually go both ways there, Libs. Actually, so when's your Because it says one wrong move could turn into an endless cycle of domestic war and blood. So that yeah. could go either way. Because you know someone did say to me what? before this lockdown happened, I can't remember who it was. Uh, they said, "God, if it's you and Fliss in you and your mum in the house." If you, go, if you go and see her and you're in the house for that long, then I could really imagine a really shit version of Lord of the Flies. Oh, that's lovely. What friend was that? How <laughs> charming. Remember. Honestly. It's funny, though. Well, actually, we've done really well during lockdown. I mean, yeah. when you get come back, I'm going away. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm going away to work. I time. might not be here. You could just, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll come back and there's no one here. Feel sorry for me, everyone. Oh, <laughs> oh. I'm quite good in my own, actually. Um, okay. Yeah. No, I'll so miss you. A, but don't you. Yeah, I'll miss you. Of course I'll miss you. Yeah. I'm sort of playing up to the... I know you are, but is, the is, is there any point in discussing the quote? Because, well... What about you? How do you feel about it? Well, I think that you taking a break sums it up. War and blood. End of quote. End of quote. Done. Done. So in a shock, um, you said you'd come up with the activity today. Yeah, we've sort of run out of steam, haven't we? With the activity section. Yeah, but you... Yeah. Okay, what's the activity? I'm ready. Well, I mean, it was a joke. I wasn't right. didn't, didn't think it was going to become a reality for lack of ideas, but it's Grandma's Footsteps. Grandma's Footsteps? Yeah, we used to say that when you were little, and Luke. How are we going to play Grandma's Footsteps? Well, it's so easy. Here? I turn away from you, and, and then... How does it work? I've forgotten how you even play it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, it is very hot up here. How the um, hell are you going to get from it? I mean, we're sat literally, uh, okay. as we've mentioned right. before, breast to breast. What, okay. you're doing back to back, Grandma's back to back. footsteps? No, no, you're not back to back. You don't know when I'm going to turn. And so but you're, I can't walk because I'm, I'm, I'm here, sat right? down. So you have to try and get near me. I could literally touch you with my hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, you so don't, you're not allowed to touch me. How is this going to work? You're not allowed to touch me. You can't touch me. But You'd have to touch me with the back of your head. The, then that means I turn around and walk backwards. Well, that makes it incredibly difficult, doesn't it? No, because I can't. <laughs> you have not thought this through one bit. No, I haven't. Great. Any other suggestions? I mean, why would we think anything through if it's hot? Okay, any other suggestions? Um, oh, I Spy. What about I Spy? I Spy. Yeah, that's, we can play I Spy. Right, okay. okay. You go. Right. I Spy with my little eyes, something beginning with E. E. L. L. E. 
L. Oh, two letters. Two letters. Okay, E L. Um, electric light. One. Two. No, absolutely no, not. Three. You don't count on my spy. <laughs> no, five, that ruins six, my thinking process. Eight, nine, ten. You've got oh, to I 20, have no 11, idea. What? There's nothing 12, in here. There's a 13, lamp. There's a cup 14, of water, some toilet roll, 15, a phone. You've got to think, laptop, think laterally. Thing. Think laterally. What do you mean laterally? 15, 16, elephant wire, 70, el- no, elastic, 18, elastic loop. 19, no, stop counting. 20. No. Right, that's it. Oh, okay. for God's sake. So what, what do you think it might be? Well, I have no idea. Oh, come on. Look at me. Eager Livy. <laughs> Eager Livy. Do you want to know? What? Eyelash. Oh, fuck off, eyelash. <laughs> That's rude. Fuck off, oh, eyelash. Come on, it was clever. Right, your turn. Your That's turn. absolutely outrageous. Come on, your turn. Eyelash. Fuck's sake. Fine. Just making sure I have a really big look round <laughs> so I can cover I all said aspects. Be, I, said I, might, I said be ingenious. I might, okay, fine. S. R S S S S S. Ooh. It'll be something to do with equipment, microphone, um, sound pop. Ten. Um, nine, no, you're not kidding. Eight. <laughs> shield. Six, pop shield. No, five. Uh, uh, like, that's just wrong. Three, you're just being vicious. Two. Um, one. Um, no, you haven't Minus one. No, you haven't Minus counted. two. <laughs> Uh, Minus ceiling. Four. You'd have to spell ceiling, no, don't no, you? Yes, of course I do. Okay, that's good. Minus five. Minus six. Um, minus uh, seven. A water bottle. Minus um, eight. Carpet, minus nine. Um, minus ten. Um, that's it. You're done. Oh. Yeah. Okay. What then? Soul. Oh, that is ridiculous. That is the biggest no, cheat. That's I'm disgusting. Joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. String. Look, there's a little piece of string there. Oh, there is. Well done. Yeah, thank that's you. annoying. Yeah, well done. That's okay. very good. So, is it activity centre? Is it all over? Are we over? Well, did you have any more grand ideas? I don't. That you think I have really zilch. ingenious. I could have it potentially zilch. be funny. Rent, we've wrenched everything out of activities we could possibly do. No, I have wrenched everything out of activities <laughs> we could possibly do. Right, you are going to spend a month thinking about activities. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe right. you could ask your friends. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I will. Make, I will. Go and see the neighbours. Yeah. I will. Just said I will. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good. All right. Yeah, good. Defensive Dora. Who's, who's been defensive? I'm not defensive Dora. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me get your personalized plan today at noom.com real noom user compensated to provide their story in four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
ready, but are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I, just, I was just about to start and you just interrupted me. What was the point of that? Um, now, I'm just about to introduce Rue Irvine, who is a marvellous presenter on um, Antique Roads Trip, which is a celebrity Antique Roads Trip as well. She um, is on Bargain Hunt regularly and, um, in fact, runs uh, an, an, an ever-expanding antique shop in Craigan with her husband. It's in where, Mum? start again, yeah. <laughs> Kill Craggan. And which she runs with that pronunciation, right? Do you know what? This is the first time I've introduced a guest and she's trying to destroy me. That's not true. Yes, it is. Um um, Rue runs an antique shop which has just expanded into a larger space uh, with her husband Mark in in Kilcraggan. I can't say it. And she's um, just just been taken on by a fantastic agent, and she's her career is expanding into music and food and many other things. Um, she uh, does routes on Facebook, which are thoroughly entertaining and has a huge following on that. Um, and so let's introduce Rue Irving. Rue Irving. Mm. Hello, Rue. <laughs> How are you? Thank you for coming on. It's brilliant of you. My pleasure, my pleasure. It's so lovely to catch up with you, especially over a subject that's very close to all of our hearts. Yeah, it mothers. is. Our mothers. Yes, yes. My mother, your mother, Olivia. I'm, and I'm, I I'm, have a, oh, I have a mother. You have my mother. Well, I, thank you. Yes, God, yes, sorry, you but very good. Anyway, it's, it's about Rue's mother Rue's and Rue being a daughter. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> Rue, we thought we'd start off by saying um, a quote, to, uh, quoting a quote, and... Um, I'm going to read it to you, and then I'd love to hear your feedback on it, and we can discuss it. Okay. So, shall I fire away? Yes. Great. Okay. The mother-to-daughter relationship is one of the most fragile relationships that exists. One wrong move could turn into an endless cycle of domestic war and blood. And it's the rightmessages.com, so who knows what that is. But um, So, what's your take on that, Ray? I think that is absolutely spot on. And, and just, <laughs> just hearing that quote and thinking about it, do you not find that when you're kids and you think your mum is so wrong about everything and she'll nag you about this and that and you'll disagree until you're blue in the face, but I find as I get older, you start to think the same way and you start to think, well, actually, she was right. I even find myself saying the same things that she used to say to me. So you're right, it's a very fragile relationship and I think it can be so, ooh, fierce and fiery because actually I think a mother-daughter is far more similar than they realise sometimes. Yeah. I think you have the same strengths and the same weaknesses. And when those weaknesses clash, um, it can be uh, pretty fiery. So I, I totally understand that quote. Um, in, in terms of my relationship with my mum, we are so incredibly close. And because she is widowed, I literally do everything. Everything from you know arranging dental work to fixing our roof and everything in between. Wow. Um, so she's very, very reliant on me. And actually, I call her three times a day um, since she's been widowed just to check in on her. Yeah. And she's even got to a point where she'll say, you know, you don't need to do that. But Aww. I really feel a responsibility. I find it hard to sort of step away from are that. You, are you an only um, child then, Rue, or do you have siblings? I have two brothers. So I am the youngest and the mm. only girl in a British Asian uh, family. I was obviously brought up in the UK, but... Uh, my parents are very much from a different world um, culturally. So mm-hmm. it's been quite a learning curve because I'm growing up in this Western world and they've grown up in very much an Eastern world. 
So it's trying to get those two worlds to collide softly. That's fascinating, Rue. So, so what fascinates me, because I know you came late to telly, well, relatively late to telly. Uh, you were spotted, when everyone knows mm. about this, in your antique shop. Um, so what impact has television fame and I think when you're doing Antiques Road Trip and Bargain Hunt you are famous um, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way I mean it's 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 it can be difficult to negotiate the path of fame for people um, what impact has it had on your life in relationship to your mother if you mind me asking that question uh, no not at all um, it's quite a tricky one right. I mean obviously touched on the cultural aspect but uh, my mum is very very strict very pious Muslim and this kind of goes against that grain quite strongly. So it's, um, I've got to tread very, very softly. I, I still do the filming, but as respectfully as possible. I'm always covered up. I try not to shake hands and, you know, try and be very respectful and morally decent. Um, yeah. But uh, it's, 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 yeah, which is a bit tricky sometimes. But it's, in this, in this day and age, it's, it's quite hard. I don't, shove it in her face too much so she she knows I've done it before in the past there's so many repeats that are on constantly which she's aware of um but it's more a case of at my discretion yes um I I don't I don't tell her everything and I think of the mother-daughter relationship sometimes now I don't know how you guys will agree because as a mum you want to know everything she does um, she wants to know absolutely sometimes... everything it's exhausting for me I don't actually really. she does uh, probably because she also had the same secrets as well yeah. and that's that's a thing with with mums and, and dads as well they know what they were like at that age mm. so it makes them extra paranoid when the kids are growing up so I think discretion is key um I don't share everything no um and even even in regards to my personal life, I mean, things like getting a haircut, she might frown upon, so I just won't tell her. Oh, wow. I've realized over the years, yeah, it's, yeah, it, I think because she's widowed, it's, you know, to have that element of control, you want to be a part of your daughter's life in every single way, right down to how you might want her to get her haircut. Now, it's tricky, but it's hard to change a habit of a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes I just realise over the years and decades that make my life easier for myself and for her as well. Right. So it's, um, it's, it is quite unusual. Yeah, do you find that quite stressful then, Rue? Presumably it affects the way you dress as well. And, and when you present yourself on television, I don't know whether you have wardrobe designers Some when you're your doing... Some of your outfits are phenomenal. They're phenomenal you, you mentioned, yeah. <laughs> No, they are. You mentioned... Um, Thank you. I think you dress beautifully. You mentioned, you know, trying to cover up and stuff, but I don't think it takes away from the outfits being fabulous. Like, I think sometimes you've got such bright colours and such interesting things and... Yeah, I think that's maybe a bonus in a way because you stand out in that she sense. She does really so stand not, out. Yeah. yeah, you really stand out. I mean, I'm, not I'm like us. I just walk around look like looking like I've been to a funeral because I'm like, all oh, black is slimming. I just wear black. Hey, listen, I I was the, I was in the all black phase in my teenage years. I was an absolute goth, <laughs> so I went through the whole grungy hippie gothic heavy metal phase, which you wouldn't think of it no. now. Looking at me on the telly wearing my bright yellow trousers and <laughs> pink hats. Um, but I always believe that everyone still has that side of them in them. All the all the phases that you went through, they're still tucked away. We're kind of like an onion, yes. and you bring out different layers depending on your mood. Um, but what that's very kind of what you said. Yes, yeah, very kind of you to say that about no. my clothes. And I think because uh, I have to be so careful with what I wear, it means I'm a lot more creative. Mm. Um, I have mm. to find a way to be covered, especially as it's airing to a large audience. So it means I will pair up you know uh, a heart print 
uh, skirt with yellow boots or whatever because it's all covering up my skin. So it's things I might not have worn before filming, but I'm learning to love and embrace. It's a, that. It's a challenge, isn't it? it is. So Rue, I noticed it in is a challenge. I noticed in Rue Two, your Rue Two is on Facebook, which I I think are great. What's actually. a Rue Two? It's it's um. <laughs> It's uh, on uh, on Rue's face Facebook. She does uh, Rutus, which is our um, every day. She checks in or twice a day and says how she's feeling and her moods. And one mm. day you were going off to celebrate. Was it your birthday or mother's birthday or was it some festival with your mother? And you wore the most beautiful costume, which presumably comes from your heritage. Is that right? Thank you. That was called a churi pajama, which is a very long dress but heavily covered in beads and hand embroidered. And it, you know it's. it's they often have a very, very flary wide skirt. If you think of the dancers back in the 50s and 60s in the Bollywood movies, mm. when they spin round, the skirt almost goes up like a, you know, obviously, they're wearing clothes underneath, <laughs> they're fully covered, but it's very elegant in a sort of old Indian world. So are you influenced by the the heritage world, though, your heritage? I mean, are you? Is it has it has it influenced you greatly? Or do you find yourself in a schism, in a way, between, as you said before, the Western world and the, the, the old heritage world? world that you're you must have been um influenced by you know it's it's quite a strange relationship i'm fiercely proud of my culture and heritage but you know something there are times when i feel that i almost let it drift away it's so easy today to be so bogged down in what you're going to do today and tomorrow and next Mm -hmm. week and you're almost living in the future all the time and it's almost easy to let those little elements of your past get further and further away and now if I listen to, you know, on YouTube, I'll listen to the old Bollywood songs uh, featuring Rekha, my favourite actress, actress at the time. And I swore she was a double of my mum. I thought my mum was the most beautiful woman in the world when I was growing up. And I thought, she is the same person. Um, but, you know, when I listen to those old songs now, I really have a tear in my eye. I get very emotional. Yeah. Because I remember my mum and dad listening to them and the fact that it's been so long. It's almost like an older innocent time mm. and, and you just can't get it back sometimes so um i i do wish There's so much that going on in the world isn't there there is and i do wish that i embraced my culture more um i do when i dress i i wear a lot of the bangles and i am influenced by it but i have to remind myself to not let it slip because it is a part of who i am i'm very proud of yes. it. Those, those bollywood movies as well are just they're just enchanting they like, are enchanting they're, they're beautiful stories i mean really are yeah beautiful. And not just the story just the imagery of it all i find it quite it's like a feast for the eyes beautiful. on netflix there's um i don't know if anyone's interested but there, there is a whole range of bollywood films now they have a whole row i, th- I don't know yeah. whether they're actually bollywood but they're they're Asian films and they I, I watched one the other night it was a beautiful um, I think it was called A Love Story it was absolutely phenomenal it was beautifully acted and somehow they came in and out of um, Asian speaking to Western speaking and so it was completely I mean you had the subtitles but it was a very very powerful oh it's called The Affair or An Affair or something like that but it was absolutely fantastic and the, the narrative in some of these films are very very powerful and very very beautiful um, oh yeah and the they are they're very centered around family yes as well. yes or alienation from the family which i find very very interesting because i don't think we you know westerners over here quite understand how difficult it is for second third generation people um who come from india or africa they, they their grandparents are saying this is the way we, we want you to be the old way and yet they have to forge a way to have a life and a career in a new in, in a Absolutely. new world and i i don't think 
people quite appreciate how hard it actually is to do. Because, Brew, if you got asked to be in a programme where they said, Brew, no, 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 you, you know, you accept the job, and then they suddenly saying, no, we need you to wear a miniskirt, we need you to wear a top, I mean, what would you do? I mean, I, I mean that's not fair professionally to ask you that question, but that, that would presumably place a dilemma on you. Oh, massively. I mean, I, I wouldn't and I couldn't do it, but it's, 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 so, it's so tricky because, you know, it, there are so many things. People don't always, you're right, you hit the nail on the head. Not everyone understands the pressure because you are of the Asian culture. You're growing up in the Western world. And when I grew up as a kid, I was the only Asian girl in my primary school. Um, uh, I was the only, you know, darker skinned girl. And, and all of my friends growing up, have all been Caucasian and Western. Um, and even growing up, my friends would say, well, you know, why do you come out? Why don't we go to cinema? Why don't we go shopping? And I was never allowed to. I couldn't even sort of go for a walk around the block. But then I had lost my parents' trust as well. Mm. So it made it even stricter. But, you know, I sometimes over the years, you know, as a teenager and in my 20s, I would look upon my Western friends with so much envy. And I mm. think, you don't realise how lucky yeah. you are. All the little things that you take for granted, but then that's not anyone's fault. That's just the, the life that you've you know been brought up in. I was gonna I was gonna say as well. Talking about the clothing stuff, I was really fascinated about your love of antiques and where do you, where you think that came from. Because sometimes I think as mothers and daughters, you you sort of I get this a lot. People say, oh, you obviously you know you obviously are doing what you do because of your mother and I'm like well actually yeah it's probably well partly partly but not completely but I find a joy in it but some people are just they have their talents and their um passions they come from something completely different yes they do they do they don't they do. so it's so the, presumably your, your question is that the antiques have come from where that's what we'd like to know your love of history or well no the antiques have absolutely come from a change in personal circumstances I would love to say it is you know, I've had a passion for antiques all my life and I had to get back into it. I adore antiques, but that's not why it happened. It only happened about seven years ago. Gosh. And antiques doesn't feature heavily at all in the Asian culture. Um, there is no such thing as antiques. No one takes, you know, once an item becomes old, it gets replaced. <laughs> oh, really? It's, I had no uh, idea. You know, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you know, in, in the Western world, we sort of marvel over, you know, two, three, four hundred old, 400 year old pieces of furniture and now I will show my mum some of the glasses I have the Georgian glasses and I will say mum this is 250 years old and she's like oh my god you know in our culture there is there isn't really an appreciation or you know there isn't an understanding of antiques and their place in our history um so about seven years ago uh, my husband and I were actually in um the marketing world we owned a call center in the Isle of Man and we used to travel a lot. So we're very much uh, heavily into sort of marketing and we're very much in the corporate world. And we're traveling back and forth. Um, and then all of a sudden, both of our fathers passed away within three weeks. Well, that must have been devastating. Oh, must be so difficult. Also, how strange for that to be, to that happen at the same time for you. Exactly. And both fathers were diagnosed with cancer within three weeks of each yeah. other many years Gosh. ago as well. But my dad was completely out of the blue, just passed away in his sleep. Um, and I'll never, ever, ever forget that day, the, the, the worst day of my life. But, the, you know, to cut a long story short, we were with my mum for about five months. There's a period of Ida, which means that out of respect, the widow can't leave the house for four months, ten right. days. Four, uh, four months? Culture so that no one takes it. Yeah, four months and ten days so that no one takes advantage of her. It stems from, you know, a thousand, one and a half thousand Gosh. year old traditions. Yeah. Um, 
So unless the woman really has no one to take her here and there and get her shopping, then she can't. My mum did not leave the house for four months, ten days. So we lived with her for five months. My goodness. Um, does that make depression, does that make grief quite hard, Rue, for her? Because she's inside, she has no distractions. I mean, I'm only asking from a cultural point of view about how difficult grief is anyway for anybody. But but if you're trapped inside your home, or is it, is it just, is, is it a comforting thing? Is it meant to be a comforting thing to protect her? It, it is. It is to protect her being taken advantage of and, and vice versa. But I think... Well, a quick story I'll tell you, and this goes to show the, the differences between the Eastern and the Western culture. Um, when my dad passed away, uh, it was literally in the house. It was an open door, about 40 people in the house every day for about two weeks. Gosh, how exhausting. The door, the house was constantly full, full, full. People giving prayers and condolences and endless cups of tea. Um, and when my father-in-law passed away, um, my husband is, is Western, Caucasian. So when my father-in-law passed away, on the morning of the funeral, literally a couple of hours later, it was me, my husband and my mother-in-law in the home, and that was it oh, yeah. for, for, for days. So it went from that all that yes. noise to complete silence. But my mum needed all those people around her mm-hmm. to get her through, and my mother-in-law needed the silence yeah, it's interesting, interesting though because the Western condition. culture is actually sometimes is in denial of grief, and often um, they brush it under the carpet. It's much more of a, a polite affair. You mustn't show yes. your emotions, and actually, I think that can be quite damaging. I don't know what you think, Livy, but I think probably that is quite. I don't know. I think I think we're all sort of. I think we've all been conditioned in the way we've been brought up. In a sense, I think. I think if you know we'd been the same as your your mother Rue I think you know we'd probably want all of that to get yes, through it as well yeah. I don't know mum has a very big family and I don't I think I find sort of any sort of event any celebratory or any grief event I think I do need all my cousins around me I think I do need my family yes, I think you do um yeah. and I wonder whether you know if I was an only child or you hadn't had so many siblings and we hadn't been brought up around well, them perhaps I would prefer to have that silence mm. so I do think it's how you've been well, yeah, condi- how you've mm. been socially conditioned, yes. how you've yeah. been brought up. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just that so there's also an element of personality yeah. as well yeah, in there too. True. I mean, I think when it comes to grief, I, I, I kind of, I wanted to hide in within myself. I, I didn't resent people being there. That's horrible because everyone was coming out of the kindness of mm. their hearts mm-hmm. and out of love of for their family. Yeah. But and I was, you know, in in and out the kitchen with endless cups of tea and and drying tears and hugging my mom. But I just wanted to escape. I just wanted to go into my yeah. room. And just cry and miss my dad but, and just be alone. So I think it is also personality. I agree with that. Rude, do you it. think that also though is the whole like you were saying right at the beginning of this chat, you said, you know, I'm I look after my mum, I do a lot for her and you know, we've sort of have that relationship because she's widowed. Do you think when your father passed away it was sort of like you had to sort of take that step up? So of course you wanted to have that moment to grieve, but actually being the daughter, you're there going, I can't do that because I need yes. to look after her through this grieving process. Mm. And yes. I think it, that is yes. definitely the care That's... side of things, isn't it? And the, you know, she know now, now you know, she looked after you as a child and there's that kind of adult thing where you become you, you the see one your to mother vulnerable after. or you see yeah. your father vulnerable. I think that makes a big difference. But also I think Rue's coming from an angle where, you know, you, you, you are of two worlds, Rue. You're quite a sophisticated human oh, being. I mean, a lot of your generation are sophisticated because they're living that they're they're living and they're managing the old world with the new world, whereas we're we're not. Absolutely. We're not doing that. It's different. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 kind of 
it's almost like you have a foot in each world and you have to make sure those two worlds get along yes. without upsetting anyone but also being true to yourself and and sometimes that's not always possible um I, growing up as a teenager i was very rebellious and it was impossible to be true to myself without upsetting my family and my culture mm. and you know you really start to question yourself you start to question your heritage when you're at that young rebellious age thinking you know why and I, I'm ashamed to say that I, I thought I, I, there were moments I thought I wish I hadn't been brought into this culture and I regret thinking that now but you know when you you, you want to go out there and live your life and you want to find yeah. out all of you know that the world has to offer and when you can't do that of course it will affect you in, in a negative way I suppose but it's only as you get older. Do you feel guilty then Rue? Do you feel guilty about that at all? Do you suffer any guilt about it? Or do you just, are you just like a businesswoman through and through and just, you know, you're sort of managing it? I do. I have to say that's changed over the years. In our culture, there's a huge element of guilt. And it's what you touched upon earlier about the pressure of having to be a certain way. Um, and there's a lot of guilt. You can't, you know, you rarely see... Um, uh, Asian uh, parents or grandparents in nursing homes no, or anything no. like that because the family take mm. them in. So it's such, a, and same with Bollywood films, the family is completely mm. one unit mm-hmm. through thick and mm. thin, which is amazing, oh, but at yeah. times it can be suffocating as yes. well. Um, so there is a, an element of guilt, but I find as I've grown older, especially the last few years trying to juggle TV with family and culture, I've become a lot more, I make decisions more for myself because I've, I've got so many grey hairs at this young, tender age. I thought, you know, I just, I can't do any more stress. No. I just need to, I actually want a, a simpler, quieter life, which is an odd thing to want when you suddenly start doing TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you you've simplified it. But Ru, can I ask you one question? Have you been back to India? Have you... Have you, you know, found the village where your grandparents were born? And, you know, because a lot of us have a yearning to do that. Or have you not done that? It's tricky because of where they were born. My mum and dad were born in Amritsar, which was uh, India before the partition. Mm. So my mum and dad spent most of their life, they fled as kids, my dad did, to Pakistan during the partition. It was a very Mm. tough time. But I would say my parents are Pakistani, but they were actually born in Amritsar. So the few times I have visited the motherland, it's actually been Pakistan where they have spent almost all of their lives, where all of our family are, where they were born. Um, but actually where my mum and dad were born was actually in India. And unless I go there for a holiday, it's I can't envision it being somewhere, unfortunately, that I would ever visit. And I would love to go to Rajasthan mm. and see some of those amazing places. But um, I, I think... I think we all crave holidays so much that we sort of uh, prioritise it in case of, you know, in terms of where you really want to. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes those extra cultured holidays fall by the they wayside. Do. Instead, you know? you're off to Magaluf or something. Aren't <laughs> <you>? <laughs> well, I mean, somewhere like, you know, the sunshine, like Italy. Yeah, of course. Sorry, yeah, obviously. Oh, I know, Magaluf has never appealed. Unless, of course, unless you like it. No. If, if, if there's a place you go to, then no, they're no. So, I just thought it was a good show. Yeah, so where I wanted to go on holiday again has changed over the years because of my personality. When I was a teenager and I was a goth, I wanted to go to Romania and Ooh. the Carpathian Mountains and Mongolia and New Orleans for the jazz and yeah, the voodoo and all there. the dark side of things. 
Yeah, and then then I got into my twenties. I wanted to go to Marbella and Ibiza, and then and now it's just you know I want to go to Lake Como. <laughs> yeah. You're such a you're such a lush Rue. Oh, I know. You're lush. I was actually thinking about when you were saying your um about your mum and the grieving process and her being in the house for four months and ten days. I was like, gosh, well that's. She's sort of used to, not used to, but she's had an experience of going through what everyone in the country is sort of going through in yeah, a but sense, the difference but also is dealing with grief on yeah, top of that. Yeah. But also there were 40 people with her. You're right, and you'll probably find it is pretty close to four months, 10 yeah, days, the lockdown. I know. So that is, that's really quite spooky, actually. But uh, I think even then she had us there and she had lots of people visiting constantly to pay condolences because when someone passes away, it's, it's rarely a phone call. It's everyone just mm. gets there if they're within 200 miles they will come and visit yeah you know within the first week or two yeah. the saddest thing for people now though when they lose people is that they, they they you know they can't have that uh with with this lockdown so that that's the, the tragedy really um of this situation um and i heart heart goes out to people mm, absolutely and lockdown actually makes you uh same way that i said about my culture you know simple things that you it's easy to take for granted like going to see your mother or your father mm. or your kids or going out for dinner or going on holiday, things that people are craving now, which you realise they're not they're not necessities. They are they luxuries. are luxuries. We're living we're living world. You know, we've been living a life of luxury, and it sounds it sounds hypocritical of me to say that because my hubby would say I've got more shoes than a Marco. <laughs> but there's a part of me. There's a part of me that also and. I'm sure it's the same with you both as well. You can appreciate the finer things in mm. life, but also appreciate the sound of watching the rainfall on a, a rainy, yes. stormy day. Although I have to say it's more beautiful in Scotland than it is. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was about to say, we have been sat in the kitchen miserable, just staring at each other like, why are we doing this? Why are we sat in the rain doing nothing? That's why you need to, when it's safe to do so, you two come up and stay with us for a couple of days Ooh, and watch the rain yes. in the mist over the mountains. See, way nicer than staring at Yeah, you will never look at rain the same way again. Here, I find the difference, and I can say this, I lived in London for 10 years, um, but I knew I would come back home to Scotland. And the difference is, when I was in London and uh, lived in Paddington for a while, when everything rains, it just gets dirty. Oh. But in Scotland, when everything rains... It, that smell of the rain on that clean soil, the smell of a clean, fresh it, country, it does. that lovely mountain air, it's, it's the world away and you fall in love with the rain up in Scotland. Well, Livy is actually half Scottish. Livy is actually half Scottish. Oh my gosh, I'm, you're my brother. I am. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Scotland. I, I absolutely love it. Like, I just, I used to go up every summer as a kid. Mm. And, Did you? Where about uh, so I went up to St Andrews quite a lot. Um, but your grandparents came from Milgavie. Oh, yeah, yeah, my grandparents came from Milgavie. Is it Milgavie or oh, Milgavie? Milgavie? Yeah, no, it's Milgavie. Is it Milgavie, Milgavie or Milgavie? Milgavie? I never know. Oh, so then you're, you're posh. Then That's what everyone says. No. I'm a Kilmarnock girl. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm from farming land. I'm from farming land of Ayrshire where everything smells of manure in the winter. Well, next time I'll, next but, time I'll um, pretend I'm from there. But um, yeah, but your grandparents were from Milgavie. Yeah, not, they, not they weren't Cheadle. from the posh ones. My, I mean, not, um, my grandpa's dad was a um, blacksmith. And um, he, 
Yeah, he ended up working. Was he working in the mines? I can't remember. No, no, no. no. He was a blacksmith, Blacksmith. and he actually um, then he ended up going to. He worked in the factory line, and then basically he he self educated himself. And by forty two, he was a professor of dentistry. So I was enormously we were enormously proud of him. And then he ran the dental wing at Manchester University. He has a wing dedicated to him. Yes, he was an amazing man. An amazing achievement from. And we've never stopped brushing with Sensodyne since. So if Sensodyne would like, <laughs> would like to sponsor this, my grandpa said to me years oh, and years yes ago that the only toothpaste you should ever use He's is Sensodyne. Sensodyne. So Sensodyne. if anyone wants what, to do adverts... You've actually switched me. <laughs> do you know what? You've actually convinced me, literally coming from the horse's right. mouth, literally, I'm now going to switch to Sensodyne as well. But do you know what? How amazing to go from that working class mm. background to really have a... a well, a wing named after you is phenomenal. It goes to show. It goes to show. If if you have the drive, you can do it. Yeah, exactly. He went to night school. But to be fair to his wife, Jean, is that she she was a marvelous asset to him because she learned how to cook. You know, uh, they knew each other at school, mm. and she used to entertain all these lecturers, and they used to come round, and her meals were phenomenal. So, you know, it, it was a dual thing. They achieved it together, and um, sometimes I think she looked, you know, quite forlorn. People saying, oh, George, you're so clever, and actually, I always used to try and say, well, you know, you actually were amazing, Jean, because you were there a lot of the time bringing the children up on your own when he was studying. I mean, you know, people... Coming mm. from um, uh, you know a, a, a background where you don't have opportunities, they, I don't think people who have opportunities understand how hard it is to get there. Um, in, particularly in those days, it was bloody hard, really was. Tell you what, they're real. Tell you what, I'm really missing um, a proper iron brew and uh, a block of tablet. <gasps> oh my goodness, you do have a sweet tooth. Even I can't eat tablet. It's pure sugar. I love it. It is gorgeous though. Ruth, thank you so much for talking to us and it's been an absolute joy to hear pleasure. about your your life and your family has. life. And talked for I know, hours. absolutely. For, I feel like it's the tip of the iceberg, but you know, your the quote that you said it's so true about the mother-daughter relationship and and just going back to something that we said earlier. It's so fragile, but it is so precious. And actually, regardless of culture, it's the daughters, I think, that are there for the, the parents at the end of the day. It's almost like, I don't know, we almost wrap them up in cotton wool and it's that special bond that daughters have that maybe sons don't. Oh, my wow. God, Ru, you've absolutely wow, that is hit so the nail on the head. <laughs> every man and boy oh, in the world. Oh, my God, Ru, I don't feel I'm wrapped up there. in cotton wool I look after her all. so much. No, I do all her do texts. Not at all. I do Oh, oh my, my gosh, God, Olivia, Ruth. you need to do some. I'm, you need to get that cotton wool. And I am. Um, I you, already Ruth. have. Your mum is precious. Yeah, I'm going to wrap her up, and yeah. soon she'll disappear, and we won't know where she's gone. And, and that will be a please? nice little break. <laughs> won't you be pleased? All right, Rue. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been really educative and fascinating. It has been, and um, it's so nice to sort of touch base again after you know we work together we must 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 keep in touch mm. more because i've absolutely enjoyed this half an hour it's been so lovely to speak to you both and thank you so much for asking me to take part oh, oh no Brilliant. thanks for coming on Ruby. we you, so Ruby. appreciate yeah, it we do do you know what really struck me mm-hmm. that she said you know right at the beginning she was saying um how you adopt like phrases of I do. your mother. No, just in general. Oh, I mothers see. Um, and daughters. Generally, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I realised the other day, you know how you've been going on for about four months about how we're all living in a shit sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like chatting with some friends and someone was like, oh God, and then this happened the other day. I went, oh God, that's a real shit sandwich. And everyone just stared at me like I was a moron. Why, why, why would they hit you a moron for saying shit sandwich? Well, maybe it's just something you say and no one else says it. 
Yeah, but they, they, they wouldn't know that I said it. So what's... No, but I'm just, that's what I'm saying. Maybe well, no saying? one says that phrase. And I've just... Like, I've got so accustomed to it that I think it's normal to just say, oh, what a shit sandwich. Actually, right. the imagery of it's horrible. It isn't very nice, is it? No, I don't know why I say it. Yeah, you've said it a lot. No, but I now haven't. I've started to say it. Yeah. <laughs> so rather than my own things, I've just adopted your stuff. But I've, been but I've also picked up like the way that you cook. I become pedantic. I look, um, I look at all the tastes and everything now, and I weigh it all up. And that's I, what you're meant to no, do. No, but you are very pedantic. No, Lily. but on recipes, that's what you're meant to do. Yeah, no, no, but you're very particular about you know a particular flavour. I actually going think in. that's a bonus. Oh, I mean, walking yeah, out of here and saying the only thing that I've do. come out with is shit sandwich, and you, <laughs> and you saying you've picked up how to follow a recipe doesn't really weigh up correctly, does it? Anyway, it was a really good interview, it was, and I it thought was. it was very. She's ins- lovely. Yeah, she's terrific, really and it was also her. very insightful. And um, there were there are so many more questions I want to ask her. So um, I'm hoping she might come back. That would be lovely. Yeah, it would be. She's a lovely, talented woman, I know. and um, warm, warm spirit. Absolutely. And um, it's a goodbye from us as well for a while. It's a goodbye while. from Fliss. And, and it's goodbye from... Oh, sorry, I'm doing it for you. No, you can say it if yeah. you want. It's goodbye from Fliss. And, oh, I thought you were going to say it for it's me. It's goodbye. <laughs> God say. And it's goodbye from Fliss. And it's goodbye from Liv. Farewell. No. 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 Dala. Oh. I mean it. Was it? Dala. No, it's so long. Farewell. Farewell. I mean it's so good night. Oh, we can't, we can't do it. And then I just shove you off. Bye, everyone. Bye. And we will be back, I promise. And thank you so, so much to everyone who has listened and taken part in our figures and all that. Well, I mean, (laughs) they're quite good. They're not Um, bad. They're not bad. And we really, really appreciate anyone listening in. And we really hope you enjoy it. And please do tweet or subscribe or, you know, follow the Instagram and let us know if you do like it. And and meanwhile, should we all wish Livia a happy holiday, which I'm not going on? You're such a little bitch. (laughs) Let's all wish Livia a happy holiday. Why don't you go away? Well, I'm not, am I? I'm not going away. Well, you should. Yeah. Anyway, let's not end up on a squabble. No. I meant that in the nicest possible way. I was trying to do way. a really good PR pitch on the way out and you just ruined it. Oh, You're not thinking about the greater <laughs> picture here. <laughs> anyway, we will be back and um, thank you so much for sticking with us. Yeah. And uh, happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays, everyone. Bye. You always do that awkward goodbye. Oh. It's, <laughs> it's like five seconds after we've done a final... Bye. Well, you've just done it. You've just done it again, haven't you? You've just done the awkward bye. I was doing it deliberately. Yeah, I know, but it's still awkward. Try. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. All right, okay. Bye. Let's get off. Bye. As usual. The Mother Daughter Manual was painfully hosted and created by Felicity Montague and Olivia Nixon, produced by Luke Nixon, original music by George Montague, and this was a Snipper Nixon production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.